Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's no secret that the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. My guests and I will have a conversation, campfire style, that will leave you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. Grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and I'll stoke the fire. And through several conversations with them, decided that chicken farming would be really fun and missed the whole like chicken farming is really, really hard to. Hey, welcome back to the campfire. Today, I'm chatting with my friends, Chad and Bethany Ward. They are the owners of Ward Family Farms. Their farm is located in Northeast Oklahoma, where they raise primarily chickens, but they also have lamb, beef, and their newest venture, pigs. I met Chad and Bethany at the Oklahoma City Farmer's Market. We talk about what it's like to run a family farm, along with what it t- what makes their product different from the ones that you're going to find on the grocery store shelves. You'll learn what farming takes in 2022 and how fun it is getting to know the people who raise your food. Here's my conversation with Chad and Bethany. Okay, today at Around the Campfire, I have got Chad and Bethany Ward. These are my farmer friends. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Well, I'm happy to have you. Okay, so for starters, I have to tell people, or you're going to tell people, why were you late to this recording? Uh, Because about 20 minutes before the recording, we looked out the window and had sheep where sheep don't belong. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And so we chased sheep for 40 minutes and then decided they needed a break before we chased them anymore because they're still where they don't belong. And then we realized the ones we did get back in are back out again. So they're all out. Oh, my word. So you guys really are the ones who needed a break. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Chad and Bethany, I met Chad and Bethany at the Oklahoma City Farmers Market. And this is back in my pie slinging days when I used to make pies and sell them at the farmers market, which I do oh, not do anymore. Really miss those days. You miss those days? <laughs> I don't. I for. <laughs> You're very kind. I have to say mass producing pies like wore me out. So I don't ever want to make pie again. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, everyone at the farmer's market, they kind of become friends. And so I would buy my chicken from Chad and Bethany. And then I had my person who I bought my beef from. And so everybody's just friends. And so I knew I had to have them on the podcast because farming intrigues me. Number one, I wish I was a farmer, but it's never going to happen. <laughs> and number two, I want to know if what I see on TV is really, truly what happens. So so we're going to, Chad, take us back to the beginning. You grew up on a farm, but then you left the farm to go to college at Oklahoma Baptist University. And what was your major? Um, so a bunch of different things and then anthropology. <laughs> So, so that's what you ended up with anthropology. Yeah, we both did. I was first. It was her. <laughs> oh, so now did you change your major in order to hang out with Bethany? I could win brownie points saying that now, but she, <laughs> she did convince me to change my major. But I ended up really, I really liked what I was studying too. So, gotcha, gotcha. So Chad meets Bethany in college. You guys get married right out of college. 
We were, I had a year left and he had two. Yeah. Okay. So what made you decide to go back to farming? Was there something that happened? It, it actually, so anthropology is the study of culture. And a big part of that, what like we were looking at is, is the food, a big part of culture is food in every culture. And the way, like the different kinds of like social interactions and stuff we have around food. And through that, it's kind of what started steering me back. Um, I grew up raising wheat, soybeans, cattle. Just everybody was just as commodity crops. It wasn't as food. Like we didn't see the part where it actually turned into something a person was going to put on their table. Um, we, so we were just, it got sold to a bunch, through a bunch of middle people before it ever did that and realized through a lot of that study of food that there were actually farms that took it from the beginning of that to the customer all the way. And they were actually making a living doing it (laughs) and running real businesses. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that that's actually, that's interesting. (laughs) Ah, okay. So, so I decided pretty quickly I was coming back and then it just took me a while to figure out how. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So then Bethany, when you were with Chad, did you realize this was the plan? No, okay. so we were, uh, and when college, he was going to be a rock star in a band. <laughs> and yes. when I came up here one time, I was like, I just want you to know I'm never going to move up here. <laughs> and then what happened a few later i moved up here <laughs> we all do and that I, I, i'm glad <laughs> life has a way of making people pay for statements like that <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so that's funny you thought you were marrying a rock star and you married a farmer instead uh-huh <laughs> love it <laughs> okay so how did you start out like like you knew this is what you wanted to do so how did you get going I already had kind of the starting, what ended up being the starting point. I just didn't know it. In high school, my dad helped my brother and I go in together to buy into a real small herd of cattle. And so I'd I'd always had those. I just didn't expect really my part to go much beyond that when we we started, at least at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we moved back. I already had the cattle. We ended up I had met some really good friends who had worked on a farm that did a lot of pasture raised chicken out on the East coast and through several conversations with them decided that chicken farming would be really fun and missed the whole like chicken farming is really, really hard to, (laughs) but uh, I'm naive enough to just decide that that's our business and go with it and then figure out that part later. And so, so we just, we dove in, we, and I, you know, I like to start things small. So I ordered 150 chickens, then 150 more and 150 more and had that all lined up before we ever started anything. And we we're going to butcher them at home. Um, and the, the reason chickens, like a lot of people start with chickens, chickens are fe- like, you can go from baby chicken to something you can sell to a customer in eight weeks. There ah. is nothing else in farming that is anywhere close to that kind of turnaround. And so it's cash flow really quickly there was lots of false starts of committing crimes against chicken kind while we figured things out. <laughs> but, <laughs> and then processing at home was a whole lot of fun. Um, and by a whole lot of fun, no one would answer my cell phone after a couple of times because they knew I was calling asking for processing help. Um, oh my goodness. Bethany was shaking her head that it definitely was not fun. 
definitely was not fun at all. Yeah. So we figured out pretty quickly we had to get big enough to have someone else process them. Um, and then things have gone up from there. <laughs> so like processing, I think my husband's family had a restaurant and they, they still do. They sell fried chicken. And he said his grandma who started it would like take them out back, break their necks, swing them around, pluck them. Like, is that what you did when you say processing? <laughs> we, we were a little more like we, we were set up like a very small butcher shop, but outside. Okay. And it was, it was, it was a, it was a process we used. It's very similar to kosher practices. We put them upside down in a cone and then you're able to cut the jugular vein so that they bleed out well. And they, and they pass out because they're upside down. So there's no. Uh, gotcha. It's humane. Yeah. And then we had, we had a very large skull. Well, and by very large, it's tiny compared to the butcher we use now, but plucker and scalder so that we were able to do that. I see why you were like, yeah, this is not for us. <laughs> yeah. and okay. I mean, we had it, like, we had to start out that way, but right. It was, it was good all around when we were able to take them to an actual processor. Well, so that, that experience lets me understand the quality of work that I'm getting when I take them somewhere too. <laughs> yeah. So Bethany, were we, you, oh, I'm sorry. Whenever we butchered them ourselves, we left them as whole chickens. And so now we're able to have all the cuts and, you know, add the fun stuff. I see. I see. So were you always on board with like, like, did you just say, okay, Chad, yeah, let's do chickens. Like, did you, were you just kind of following along? How did you feel about the whole thing? I was definitely following along at first. And then over time, like I've grown to love like most aspects of the farm. I love it. Okay. So let's, so on an, on a normal day, is it true? Do you get up at the crack of dawn and, you know, to the roosters? Don't we have roosters? So no. And I am not a morning person. Neither of us. None of, none of us are. <laughs> Much so to the grin of the chickens. So they eat at nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, usually like, like right now we're on a, we're on a routine of we're doing chores by around seven o'clock or a little after. So it's like, it's not horrendous, <laughs> but, uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, uh, unless there's a very, very compelling reason I will not be out of bed at five. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's like, that gives hope for others who don't want to get up early and want to farm. <laughs> like I, I will adapt it to my schedule, not the other way around. <laughs> so now, when you, how long did it take you to go from doing that yourself to actually moving to a processor? So we did, we went through two growing seasons. So two summers of processing it at home. And then towards the end of the second season, I had a friend who has a little grocery store in Shawnee call us and the people who had been raising the chicken she was selling in her grocery store uh, were going out of business. And so she needed chicken and we could not sell her our chicken. We were processing at home uh, because if you're processing at home, you're only allowed to sell it direct to a customer. And so for it to be in a store, it has to be butchered in an inspected facility. And so we immediately hashed out what it would take to start to get enough chicken to be able to sell her to her. We designed a bigger chicken house because we were still raising sets of hundred, 150 at a time. 
And we, we just from running numbers, we figured out for me to be able to drive to Arkansas, which is the closest processor I needed to haul at the time, at least 300. And so I, we, we designed a shelter that would house all 300 of them, but that we could move every day. So they were still always on fresh grass and then very frantically staying up till midnight for 2am for a week with my brother working out in the shop, built the house that we designed uh, because the chickens were going to be here the next week. Chad always waits <laughs> till like the last minute, literally like, Oh, we're getting 700 chickens tomorrow. So we need to get that house done. I'm really good. <laughs> like every life. time there's a remodel or a build that has to happen, he's like, Oh, tomorrow the chickens are coming. I better do that today. And then he pulls an all nighter doing it. And it works. <laughs> Hey. It does. It does work. <laughs> if that works for two days to recover, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would stress me out to the max. It does. It stresses me out a lot. I'm a planner. Chad's not a planner. <laughs> Opposites attract always. <laughs> okay, so you guys have a little girl, Eden. Yes. Yeah. How old is Eden? She's six. And six. A half. Okay. And- Seventeen. <laughs> Always. And so you homeschool Eden, right, Bethany? Yes. Okay. So does she get attached? Like, I feel like this would be my problem. I would raise these chickens and then I would name the chickens and I would love the chickens. And then I would have a hard time sending them to the processor. Does that happen? I spent very much time around a chicken. (laughs) First off, there's so many chickens that you can't name them. Okay. And second off, I don't, you explain Eden, like the way she, so, yeah. which I like chickens are a little th- like once you're around a lot of chickens, chickens are not personal. Okay. The larger, the larger animals more so, um, the sheep, the cattle, the, like that kind of stuff. Eden is very much like she, she's been doing the, like this specific thing since she was strapped to us at three weeks old helping us move chicken houses yeah, like she's i mean from week one she was doing chores with us because i would wear in a baby wrap so oh that's all goodness. she's known so like it's very much like high level of respect for the animals and caring for the animals but an understanding of what what the animal is for right where we'll be moving chickens and that's a drum that's the drumstick and kind of thing i love <laughs> it interesting because even like i mean i've been on the farm for eight years and whenever like a cow dies or a sheep like i have like sad feelings towards that animal and eden's just like yeah papa and i hauled off a dead calf today and like she just like it doesn't face her none of it faces her <laughs> she does better than you i yes, love it it's Definitely. the difference of growing up in it and marrying into yeah it. <laughs> right i can see that i can see that Okay. So you offer, I have to say, so I I've turned into this total organic. I want everything organic now. And I want you to tell us why your chickens are superior to grocery store chickens. Cause I know there's a huge difference. There's a massive difference there. And there's a lot of reasons that make it that way, but there's a big texture difference. Our chicken is not slimy. It's going to like, it's going to actually have a meat texture to it. It will have flavor chicken that we as Americans in particular are used to is very bland. And especially the dark meat is going to have flavor. Um, There's actually fat there, um, which help, which is a big part of the flavor and help. Fat equals flavor. It's true. High quality fat because they're, they're getting the beta carotenes and things from the grass. That being said, what causes it, which, and, 
we're we're not organic in the legal sense. That's a because right. that, that is a legal term with the USDA. Farm raised. We're we're able to feed them an extremely high quality feed because you can't even a pasture raised bird like chickens are a bird. Birds eat seeds. And so the idea, like you can't have a grass finished chicken, or at least you can't have enough of them to run a business on because it would take an extremely large amount of grass and an extremely long time to do gotcha. a chicken best grass. Um, because they need the, the higher protein that they're going to get from seeds and grains, but we've got a local mill that mills our feed fresh for us. That's always made within 10 days or so when they're eating it. So that makes a big difference. And the, the daily moves, have a lot to do with it. And then at the processor, we air chill. So it's kind of the dry aging equivalent of what happens in beef. They're not going back and soaking in any kind of saline solution or anything like that. They're, they're hanging in a cooler to be chilled down to temperature. And so they're not soaking anything up, which that's a lot of what gives us the good, the nice texture um, they don't get slimy because they soaked something up. And that's what really matures the proteins and gets us the nice flavor. So is that what grocery store um, chickens, like what is the difference in that processing process? So, which for one, for one thing, like in our processor, it's a small plant. There's like 15 of us working on the line. When I haul in chickens, usually there may be two or three producers that have chickens there that day. And so like the way, like all of those plants are going to have a USDA inspector in it. So they go through stations that it's, the chicken is killed and then it's scalded and then it's plucked. And then it's, it's hung on a conveyor line by its, by the feet so that it can be at a, at an easy working height so that nobody's doing any damage for repetitive motion and things, what they're like, we don't want anyone to hurt themselves doing something over and over again. Then it goes past the inspector. So in our plant, the inspector is physically looking at every bird because our line moves at a speed that allows them to see every bird. It, she'll have, you know, a lot of times like we're, we're doing good if we're processing several hundred birds an hour. So at the most, she's having a couple of them a minute go past her. So she's actually seeing everything. And they're looking for like if that chicken has spots on its liver or any kind of signs of disease or anything that's condemned to not go into the food supply. The thing is when you do it in a Tyson plant, so they're killing at such a rate because they may have eight or 10 people killing for that line. And then the same amount of people put hanging them and then the same amount, like all the way through the process. So it's just, it's amplified. And so, so many birds a minute go past that inspector that it's barely a glance at everything. So just from the very beginning, we have a lot higher quality control. And like I said, everybody in the, like everybody down the line is, has their eyes peeled for anything that would make that not be something that needs to be in, be sold to a customer. And so we just, like our quality control is through the roof compared to what happens at Tice. And then a lot of times, I think some of those big plants are air chilling now, but a lot of times they water bath chill and even some smaller plants, water bath chill, you have to have a lot of cooler space to be able to air chill. But um, when they water bath chill in a, in a cool saline, like cool solution with saline in it, um, a lot of times there'll be chlorine in it that it gets the bird to temperature and it does it efficiently, but it gives that bird an opportunity to sit there and soak stuff up when you're in, when you're moving so fast, 
they're like your process all the way through is less sanitary. So it requires a lot more cleaners. And so when we're, um, I'm in, I'm in regular contact with the inspector while we're, while back and forth when I'm over there talking about practices that we can do on farm to improve testing and stuff in the plant, just aren't like the higher, because the way that the testing protocols and stuff work, a higher percentage of animals that go through our plant are being tested for disease and stuff. And we have to meet really, really strict standards. Like there, there can be nothing on those tests. And so it's, it's a, it's a quality control thing. Nice. I can see the difference. It sounds like it's, you just, you just pay more attention to the, what's actually going out. Yeah. Gotcha. Which has a lot to do with the cost cost. Is, like processing cost is a fixed thing per bird. Like I'm paying for the animal, not for what it, not by the weight or whatever. So no matter whether that bird weighs three pounds or six pounds, I'm paying about the same thing to have it processed. And we're paying like our base cost per bird is $3 and 50 cents. So if you look right there, like I've lost almost a pound per bird to what I'm paying for processing and Tyson, because they run so many birds through processing, their processing cost is below a dollar per bird. And so that's just like, that's, that's an area that because of our high quality control, we can't compete on price. Mm -hmm. Um, I have more tied up in processing than they have tied up in that whole bird. Right. Right. Okay. So who all do you, you distribute, you sell at the farmer's market, but then you also make deliveries around Oklahoma, which is amazing. I was, I could not make it to the market one time and Chad rolled up in his truck one Saturday and there was my chicken feet for my bone broth. (laughs) So that was amazing. So who else do you sell to? So most of our, like probably 60% of our business is through the Oklahoma city farmers public market. Next biggest chunk is through our home delivery. So people place an order on the website. Most of our deliveries happen on Mondays. And if you're trying to order and your zip code's not in, call us. We'll see if there's any way we can coordinate. We deliver like, so on Mondays we deliver in Cleveland and Pawnee, which are little small towns towns around here, as well as Tulsa and Stillwater. And so that catches our area up here. And then on Saturdays after farmer's market, we deliver around Oklahoma city on our way home. Gotcha. We have a few red rooster has been a really long time client. It's an awesome restaurant in the Paseo and we've worked real closely with them. They've also just opened 30th street market, which is a little bakery. And so they're carrying, they're actually carrying some of our products in there. So you can walk in and buy a dozen eggs or you can buy some chicken breasts and things in their market. And then we've had stuff that our original, the store that got us really got us going the crows over in Shawnee um, crows, main fruit market. And they've got our chicken there as well. So what are some of the other things you sell? I know you sell eggs, which if you all have never had a farm fresh egg, there is a huge difference, (laughs) huge difference. Just in look, I just want to challenge everyone listening just one time find some farm fresh eggs and look at the difference in the grocery store and the farm because it's, it's huge. And the text beside each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. So what else do you offer besides eggs, chicken? So mo- most of our business is chicken and then we do eggs, we do beef, we do lamb and we're dabbling in pork. Um, we also, the, the crows out at Shawnee, we partner with them to carry their vegetables on the website and at farmer's market. 
And so that was, so we most of the time we have vegetables with us as well. And then Bethany has added a whole new line to the business. Yes, you have Bethany. Let's talk about your line. Okay. Well, I make soap, lip balm and candles and I, it's all, all of it is natural and made with essential oils and no chemicals and no all dyes. that. Yeah. No dyes. So, and you got some good colors. So what are you using for your colors on your soaps then? Most of it is like natural clays. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stuff from the earth, which is fun. So people can pick that up at the market as well, right? And then you sell those online too? Yes. And then I, sh- I ship those products as well. Oh, okay. So are all you, on our website. did you just go one day, I'm going to make some soap. I think I'm going to try to make soap. Oh, no. <laughs> so I... Bethany, whereas I like go overboard and dive in and go, I'm going to do this. I need a thousand of them. <laughs> Bethany had to think about it for six to eight months first. I had the ingredients for over six months before I even got brave enough to make a bar of soap. What? I just like was so worried it was going to be terrible or that I, you know, I don't know. So, and it was fine. And then like, I've gradually just like, learned how to make less basic soap because my first one was you know plain lavender with no color in it and then I tried bath bombs that didn't work but that's okay and then I tried lip balm and it's been good and then I just started candles like I think I've had them on market for two weeks yeah I have not purchased any of your candles I'm gonna have to do that so what's the best scent you have right now I have four so and I have lavender citrus and sage timber which is kind of smells like cedarwood mm, yeah one called ocean breeze so it's just a personal preference i tried to just start out simple so there's four scents for very different scents just depending on what you like oh, i love it but so i like these stuff do you think you'll be adding anything else to I that line I don't know. <laughs> You're thinking about it, right? You need to think about oh, it for six course. days. I'm sure course. she will. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know hardest thing about farming that you did not expect. I mean, Chad, I know you grew up around it, but what was for both of you, both of you can answer this. What has been the hardest thing that you did not expect? Uh, I think for, for one thing, like, which and I, this is probably true with any business. I just can speak directly to farming because that's what I've done. But when how many different completely not associated with each other, sometimes hats you have to wear to be able to run a business uh, because you have to, you have to be the salesperson. You have to be the mechanic. You have to be the accountant. You have like all of those things. And if you can't keep any one of those plates spinning, something's going to break. Right. And so just juggling all those different things you have to be. Mm-hmm. You're not just hanging with the chickens. Like you got to sell the chickens. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to make sure there's money in the bank account to feed the chickens. Right. <laughs> it all has to work together. <laughs> what about you, Bethany? I don't, I would have to say like, which I feel like over the years it's gotten easier, but at first we were just, we were working all day and it, there was just not a break and it was exhausting. And like then Eden was born And then I was taking care of her and Chad was working and never around. So that was really hard for a couple of years. Okay. So best thing, what, what is something that you were like, Oh my word, I didn't realize how amazing this would be when we decided to do this. 
I love like whenever the three of us are like out doing chores or like looking back, like even chasing sheep, even though we're yelling at each other and at the sheep, just the fact that like we're doing it together. Like most families don't have that. Like they work their own jobs and their kids are in school and we get to be together all the time. And I love that. And I did it like, that's not something like I, when I thought about having kids, like I just didn't ever picture that. And so it's really cool. And we're get to one that like the, hard part is the awesome part. I'm not doing the same thing all the time. I get to like, I get to do a lot of different things. And I love that. It's, it's to do them outside in beautiful places. Mm-hmm. And we get to interact with a lot of people every week who we're helping feed their family. I have and to say that's, that is my favorite thing is knowing the people who are actually growing my food. There's a there's an interesting connection. And if people haven't been to a farmer's market, I don't know that you ever I don't know that you can understand that. But once you go, you make these relationships with people who are, like you said, feeding your family. And there's so much to me reward, more reward to it than if I was just dropping grain off at the mill and getting a check for it or like. It's way more full circle and rewarding because of that. Well, and we have customers now that like, they're our friends, like close friends. I mean, we have customers who give even Eden presents every time we deliver to them, or we've been <laughs> to like spouses' we, we know what funerals. All their kids are doing yeah, I mean, and- it's it's become a family. Yes, yes, and it's really cool. Like for holidays and stuff, whenever a customer is like yeah, we ate this for Christmas, Christmas you know, and I'm like, that's so cool. Like that, that really is cool. I mean, you guys impacted their holidays. Okay. So what's for, what's in the future for Ward Farms? Our big thing right now is trying to figure out the pig deal. So we (laughs) dabbled, uh, we dabbled, we did 11 pigs last year because, you know, I like to start things small. (laughs) So I was like, let's try 11. (laughs) Um, I kind of think I like said no to, didn't I? Yeah. You are. Or like, can you get four? Like <laughs> we were Not also fostering. We were fostering two other children at the same time. <laughs> Unexpectedly. That's a whole nother story. So there was a lot when you brought 11. And I had no home. fits or anything for them either. When no, we made this he brought them home and there was, <laughs> there wasn't even fits when he brought them home. Was there? No, I, they were in the trailer and I had to figure out a way to let them out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what we do um, so we decided we like them and we want pigs it now it's just figuring out all the logistics of how that's going to work so the big thing right now we're trying to figure out is how to how to incorporate pigs into the business regularly oh my goodness sign me up for the bacon oh yeah and then <laughs> Bethy is brand new to we've been selling candles for two weeks so right expanding the candle thing yeah I, I love it i love that you keep adding that's so great well i am eventually i'd love to be cooking food like oh. I, I somehow that will be a part of the future somewhere but we'll oh see. no that's super exciting <laughs> you need a youtube channel <laughs> i have a face for radio oh you do <laughs> no, I'm, I'm gonna post a picture of chad and his family and you're all gonna think they're adorable 
<laughs> okay. So let's tell everybody where they can find you, where they can order from you. And can people order? Well, you don't ship any of your meat, right? No, not currently. Okay. So, so sorry. Semi local for the meat. Yes. All my listeners who live in other states, just so you know, you can come visit me and I'll serve you up some chicken. Take a trip. I might cook something for you. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So um, you don't, but Bethany's all Bethany's stuff can be found online. Tell everybody your website. So our website is wardfamilyfarms.com. Um, all of Bethany's stuff can be shipped nationwide. And then we're all, we're at the Oklahoma city farmers public market every Saturday. The Whitmore farms also carries some of our chicken at the Edmond and Stillwater farmers market every Saturday. Oh, and nice. then, Local Farm OK home delivers some of our stuff, our chicken in Tulsa and in Oklahoma City. And then we home deliver in Tulsa, Oklahoma City and Stillwater and then the surrounding small areas around there as well. Right. And we have a Facebook and an Instagram and it's Ward Family Farms, too. OK, and I'm going to put all those links in the show notes so everybody can grab those super easy. So I just want to thank you guys for coming. And I want to encourage people, if you have not, you know, there's local farmers everywhere, all over the United States. So Pete, you guys should seek them out, find your local farmers, get to know people like Chad and Bethany and let them serve your family. And Oklahoma has some fabulous farmers markets to check out. Very true. And you know, I think I'll link to all the family or to all the farmers markets in Oklahoma as well. So, Okay, you guys, thank you so much. I hope you find your sheep. I know that you will. I hope you get them all rounded up. It's getting closer to dark, so hopefully they're ready to go home. (laughs) Or they're going to stay out all night and party. Who knows? (laughs) Okay, you guys have a great one. And thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. I hope you learned something not only about our guest, but maybe even about yourself. If you've enjoyed my conversation and want to make sure you don't miss the next Campfire Chat, hit that subscribe button. Or even better, I'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire too. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.